0: G'day listeners, and welcome to the Round Twenty Two Keeper League podcast with the AFL Fantasy Podcast. It uh, doesn't focus on your superstars; we just talk about your lesser knowns and the guys who are relevant in your keeper leagues. Uh, my name's Heff, and as per usual, I'm joined by my co-host Kaze. How you going, mate?
1: I'm a lot better than you, mate. You are uh, cook as a dog. Yeah,
0: I'm off no your good- deathbed for this pod. This is real gutsy stuff. Yeah, a couple of days off work, and it's uh, yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be a challenge. But uh, lucky, I've got you to really carry the ship this week. It's going to uh, be all on me. If only Port had the uh, Guts that you did, you know? <laughs> yeah, jeez, that was uh, that. gutless. There was no other way to describe that, really. Jesus, just the- you're getting all cane corns on me and it's only 30 seconds into the pod. Yeah, I, I don't know who talks more rubbish cane corns on me. It's pretty hard. <laughs> But anyway. (laughs) All right, uh, let's get stuck into it. So, uh, we've got some breaking news, K, this is your uh, expertise. It is, yeah. So, uh, it's
1: obviously Monday today, so news is still filtering in. But uh, Maxi Gorn, uh, the big one for a lot of grand finals, really, he's uh, a big, big uh, captain option in a lot of teams. He might miss this week. He uh, spent the last kind of half of the last quarter off the bench with a a hamstring. He has had a fair few issues with his hamstrings previously. So, I reckon if he's even half a chance of not playing there's no chance that (laughs) <laughs> Melbourne will play him because it's just not worth it.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about Proust later on in the uh, state league scores. But geez, he had a big weekend. I reckon mm-hmm. they'll just give Gawn the rest. There's no point playing him. And, Shut up, shop. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna absolutely suck for those people in grand finals that have oh, him. Yeah,
1: that hurts. Um, the big question is: so if Proust
0: does play, does that mean they're playing North Melbourne? So will Goldie have another field day? Well, Pruce isn't a bad ruckman, mm. but uh, I don't know. I, don't, I think Proust is probably actually better than Paddy Ryder and Laddams. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he'll go as big, but he'll probably have another good week. He's in form, so yeah. there's every reason he. Will, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Bundy, Alan Christensen, he did his hamstring too. Looks like he's going to be out for a month, which
1: really hurts because he's been playing very well for Brisbane and they're just on an absolute roll. But probably gives opportunity to someone like uh, Reese Matheson, who's been playing very well in the, beast the mode. Yeah, the beast mode. Or uh, Louis Taylor, potentially my boy Benny Keys, who's been sniffing around there too. But uh, We've
0: just got to let Ben Keyes go, mate. Nah, I'm going to keep <laughs> pumping him until he gets delisted at the end of this year. Nah, but Fagan said the other week um, that Louis Taylor was the one who's really unlucky not to be in the side and he yeah. was was actually killing it or you know going well he said until he uh, hurt himself I think it was his ankle or something like that yeah. that he did a few weeks ago and then uh, that gave opened the door for Christensen who was mm-hmm. absolutely carving from then so you'd expect I reckon Taylor to come back into the side you'd think that'd be the best swap you know small yeah. forward small forward so go okay, from there uh, Jed
1: Anderson has been playing some pretty good footy he uh, also hurt himself uh, in their shellacking of port on the weekend um, it's obviously season over for North too so will they you know go back with uh, Dom Tyson who's been a bit unlucky with injury this year or I forgot he existed yeah, me too. Or he just uh, he played on the knee fight, in the VFL in the week, and I checked that just to make sure he was yep. alive. But uh, Lockie Hosey, who was picked up uh, in the mid-season draft. The might Glen- be, is he the Glenelg boy? Yeah, it might be good to give yeah. him an opportunity for uh, debut. Well, it's been a bit of a poor season for North. So yeah, maybe, I'd be keen to see him. Yeah. yeah, a good way to finish off for them. And I think he played pretty well in, I think he kicked six, actually, uh, yep. in the VFL on Saturday. So oh, Get him in, Ray Shaw. Definitely. And lastly, uh, hurts the Bombers, David Zaharakis. Uh, he's gone in for surgery, so he's basically done for the season. Um, Oh, you don't back the uh, Don stick it to the grand final, mate. Your final's uh, bound now. Be pretty risky to play like a (laughs) 30-year-old bloke off you know, uh, ankle surgery before going into a grand final. But uh, um, look, probably we're a bit uh, lacking in depth at the moment with a few injuries. So David Myers, uh, unfortunately, played a good game in the VFL, so he might be one to come in. But uh, Jordan Ridley, he's... uh, Actually put his uh, hand up at the right time of the year So it'd be good to see him get back in Because he was playing some half decent footy At the start of the year And uh, another one to blood for the future So yeah, uh, they're the
0: main ones out of this week Heading into a grand final with yeah, Max Gorn Basically the big news item if you are an owner Yeah really just in that last one really would be actually interesting to see He's one I'm, I'm big on for future years yeah. So I um, hope he gets another run So we can show us what he can do Definitely Alright that uh, wraps up the breaking news And let's move on to the round Rewind All right, let's get on to the Round Rewind, the segment where we look at all the games and check the performances that are relevant to our keeper leagues, the guys who starred, the guys who didn't, and the guys that deserve a bit of a drumming, I guess. Anyway, let's get stuck into uh, Melbourne versus Sydney Swans.
1: Yeah, look, it was a bit of a non-event, this game, in terms of real football and fantasy. Um, So I'm going to kick off with uh, the Demons. Uh, Alex Neil Bullen. So um, he's one who's kind of been on my radar for this season and, you know, one of the guys you just want to... follow just to see what he is capable of i think what we've kind of come to the conclusion is that you know my interest in him has waned throughout the year he had 78 points on the weekend which is not too bad uh, 11 touches and seven tackles so just for me i think uh if you are looking at him as a future prospect i think he's kind of been tagged as that um uh, basically that small forward role for the rest of the his career really because at the moment you know melbourne have no right to you know um, not experiment, yeah, um, yeah, and he just hasn't kind of got that mid time, which no. I thought
0: he might have snuck into, but it's just looked like he's gonna be a, a full time forward. That tackling pressure he provides for Melbourne, uh, you know, they haven't been good this year, but mm. I reckon it's too valuable for them to actually let him go. Yeah, it's fair enough, and he does that role perfectly, yeah, but it's just it. um,
1: not ideal for fantasy because you know, he does have to either kick a lot of goals or have a lot of tackles to really influence the scoreboard there.
0: Any other Melbourne players worth talking about? No, nah, it was a pretty dark day for
1: Melbourne. Obviously, Gussie Brayshaw has returned to form. He's gone back-to-back tons now. The helmet was back on, so yeah. it couldn't so, have been that. But a lot of sigh for owners going into 2020 if he's kind of ruined your 2019. So. I wish I
0: managed to pick him up cheap in a trade. Yeah. I did throw a lot at him. Would have been nice. Yeah. 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 I think I offered Travis up for him at one stage. Would have been a good trade. The guy's in the grand final this yeah. week. But, but yeah. apart from that, it was just interesting.
1: Michael Hibbert and Jordan Lewis both had 80s on the weekend, but surely their time is done in football. Uh, looking at Sydney me ollie florent uh he is just absolutely (laughs) on fire uh 28 touches four tackles and 98 points just really building nicely his last three weeks he's at a 91 113 and 98 in his last three games the good thing about this is or, or bad thing about this is is that i love these end of year growth spurts because it always seems to lead into good scores the next year but the worst thing is people look at the last five average when they're going into a draft year next year so yeah. these kind of guys who mo- you know probably a month ago would have slid under the radar yeah um, you would have got for pretty cheap now
0: his values escalated and probably no. overvalued in the same way too no one's giving him up now as of this no. uh, burst it's funny though no. like um, a few weeks ago this is a, this is still a ridiculous trade but the mm. owner of o- Ollie Florent came to yeah. me in our league and said all right uh, I'll offer you Ollie Florent in return I'll take several off you and I just showed him the door basically yeah. get the fuck out of my office fair enough <laughs> but now now nah, I still wouldn't take it, but still wouldn't it's, it, it's but slightly it's not improved. As, it's yeah. not as horrible as it once was. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, Alira Alir, so he had 79 points on the weekend and he's only averaging 64 this season, but I kind of feel there's a bit of something there heading into next year and beyond. Not like a super high point scorer, but going into that mould, uh, we've talked a lot about Nick Haynes style players who are just your lock-in 75, 80 players. And I think he's only 24, but what I love about him, he reads the ball beautifully, takes marks, he's got great skills. I reckon he can kind of push that 65, 64 average up to a you know mid to high 70s, potentially 80s, especially once uh, Sydney kind of you know consolidate and, and rebuild they've got a good kind of guts of a strong team there in the future so i think he might want to follow just as a late pickup nothing too crazy but just one to keep on the radar
0: i think just the ruck work that he's been doing over the past few weeks uh the kind of resulting in those score bumps you know extra mm. 10 20 points a game and i think if he if you know sydney can actually blood a ruckman or recruit one mm. i reckon he goes back to key defense and kind of loses that it value p-
1: yeah. yeah fair enough fair cool uh but uh Still one, I'm happy to keep an eye on. And while we're keeping an eye on people, uh, Nick Blakey and James Rowbottom. These two uh, scored in the 80s on the weekend, but both of these kids have so much football talent and so much fantasy ability, they're really exciting me. So um, if you're talking dynasty leagues or genuinely long-term keeper leagues, I think you need to get on board these guys before they blossom. I'm probably thinking maybe not next year will be their go, but if you can pencil you know, stash these guys for late next year, 2021, especially Blakey coming into his, you know, big centre-half forward kind of body and row bottom, just getting
0: a bit more time in the Sydney midfield, I reckon these two guys you want to target for the future. Probably staying the obvious, but Blake is going to captain that club. Just the way he held himself on the weekend, getting around uh, James Rose when he kicked that goal as well, giving yep. a big pat on the head, big hug. Yeah. I reckon he's going to be an absolute leader. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I think he'll be good in patches, like mm. typical key forward, you know. Yeah. He'll probably get you 103 weeks in a row and then a 60 the week after that, um, that sort of stuff. But mm. uh, no, I reckon he's going to be one to go for the future. I do honestly reckon that, the next kind of five years, we're going to see some of the best key
1: forwards yeah. fantasy scoring-wise. Yeah, you know, do your, your McKays, Kerno's, uh, Norton, Blakey, um, a few others. You know, there's just a good group of guys, Lukosius yeah. even, who have, you know, they're
0: tall, take grabs, have massive tanks and can really hit the fantasy scoreboard. And I wouldn't be surprised if the rules do kind of tweak as well to kind of benefit them a bit more because I yeah. think that's what the AFL is going for. they changed them this year with their hands in the back, although I don't really notice that much of a difference in the rule, to be honest, but I reckon yeah. they might even relax that even more. Yeah, it'd be good to see these guys really take the competition by storm and yeah. potentially even win a Brownlee one day. Yeah, it'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. Hef, next game. All right. On to Carlton versus St. Kilda. It is, yes. Yeah. So, the uh, Teague train just really keeps rolling on and the bloke who is bloody t- uh, collecting tickets on the Teague train is Levi Casbolt, because he is just dominating at the moment. He had 98 points on the weekend, 10 marks, 20 touches, and just is absolutely dominating. Uh, look... <laughs> He's going to be obviously he would never retain someone like Levi Casbolt, but yeah. you know, like if he can go into next year, um, you know, still playing a similar role, he's all of a sudden become someone who you'd probably never draft or draft super late, kind of jumping up to a mid to early draft uh, potential. You know, he's going to be yeah because yeah. his forward potential ruck status as well. I'm not sure how that's been going for him this season, but. Um, he could be one that's a bit of a draft sleeper next year, especially if he can retain that same role. And, and Colton had been playing well under Teague, so it'd be crazy
0: to try and change the formula, you know, as early as next year. I thought you said T-train before, like um, guys that... um. Really enjoy having a cup of tea, just getting on board. I'm not a team, I'm a, I'm a staunch <laughs> coffee
1: man. But, but anyway,
0: David Teague, the Teague trade. Um, yeah, no, what's good about Teague, I guess, you know, being senior coach next year, now you've got no idea of how this team's actually going to play. Right. So there's it's, gonna, it's good, same with Ray there's no speculation, or there's going to be less speculation really of what's going to happen. You've got a fair idea how they're going to play, and you've, you're fairly confident that Levi Kasbold's going to play this role going forward. Mm, so yeah. yeah, it's exciting. I like it. Uh,
1: H-Mark, Harry McKay here at 86 points, 15 touches, 11 clunks and kick one goal, three. If only he could actually kick for goal, he'd basically be a must-have commodity. Just his kicking does let him down a bit. Obviously, I love his ability. Uh I talked about these kind of new wave of key forwards. I think he's going to be an absolute star, especially with Charlie Kernel up there sharing the load. So... Uh, definitely take him early if you can next year or try and get your hands on him because I reckon he's worth a, a late keeper spot in your in your keeper leagues for next year. Yep, we've just talked about three key forwards that all fit that bill I reckon. <laughs> yeah, definitely And uh, but onto the Mosquito Fleet Lockie O'Brien and Paddy Dow, they had 81 and 79 respectively basically, um, yeah, small frames and I think that those two, another pre-season under their belt, they could be big watchers for next year so I think heading into their third and fourth seasons, that's when we re- really need them to develop and I think, um, you know, obviously things are going the right way, these guys are in the team at the right time of year. Under the new coach, I think it's all kind of going together for Carlton. And, and they do play a pretty fantasy-friendly game under Teague. So, yeah. um, you know, O'Brien and Dow are probably that next wave um, coming through who could be quite handy next year.
0: Yeah. Both are, are really tickling my fancy as well. Yeah. But uh, both at the expense of uh, Matt Kennedy and Zach Fisher, who I own. So, yeah. fuck you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really ruin them. Um, and lastly, Cade Simpson. So, he had a 90 on the weekend, but he's averaging 107.6 in his last five. So, Daisy's gone, Simpson's confirmed to go around again, he's 35. What do you do with him? Because obviously, you know, his his scoring before Teague kind of kind of took over was absolute trash. He was scoring 60s, 70s, definitely unrostable, maybe not even playing next year. All of a sudden, Teague's in, he's playing great footy, scoring beautifully. Do you can you keep a 35-year-old player on your books? If he goes again, you'd have to, I reckon. Usually you're one who would be pretty happy to put someone of that age back in the, in the waiver wire for, you know, a draft
0: next year. I kept Heath Shaw this year. He's probably five <laughs> years younger than that. True, But actually. now, look, you're not going to get any value. Um, you're not going to get a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if he goes again, I reckon he's just worth holding just in case you can palm him off to a contender or something later on. But yeah. even then, I'd be sceptical of... There's not much you can do. I think you've just got to uh, hold him if he goes again. I don't think he does go again somehow, so hopefully we don't have to worry about this, but... Um, Yeah, like surely you just, surely he goes. Just let the kids have a run, mate. I reckon he's staying. Oh, God. It's going to be
1: interesting. Selfish, Cade. Uh, Dan Hannanbury for St Kilda. Uh, 22 touches and 94 points. Amazingly, he's actually the Saints' number one averaging player this season with (laughs) 100.7. I know he's only played three games, but that's how well St Kilda's going. Look, um, you know, there was obviously uh, injury issues, a bit of other stuff going on with him this season, but there's no reason not to hold him this year. Uh, Into next year, I think, with Jack Stephen probably gone to Geelong or wherever he wants to go, I think he's going to be... a Major player in the Saints midfield next year, and I think they should settle down to have a pretty decent team next year. Hopefully, under a, a good coach who can, uh, you know, let some of these young kids play some footy.
0: Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I guess he's a bit of a, a bit older, so not someone I'd be targeting, but he's definitely gonna be handy for someone out there. Definitely. And uh, Tim memory, he had 99
1: points, kicked three goals, two with 15 touches and 10 marks. He's only 25. I kind of think he's older than that, like a 28, 29 kind of player, but he's actually kicked 40 plus snags this year. And That's I pretty think, impressive, really. Yeah. And I think with the Saints' development, I think he's going to be one of those great mid draft pickups. Yep, mid- you know what a, a Jack Rewalt used to be? Um, you know, someone who yep. you never really keep, but you know, you can get in early because you know he's going to be scoring 70s and 80s each yep. week and just a mainstay of that. So I think Tim Memory's kind of turned the corner. Um, improving Saints team next year.
0: He's he's a guy you should be looking at early in a draft. Uh, he's redraft. one of those um, he's one of those blokes that you take if you're just topping up for a grand final berth. Yeah, you know, correct. someone who's going to sit in your bench as soon as someone is going to come on. He's only going to cost you ten points a game. You know, yeah. yeah. And at twenty five, there's still plenty of upside for him. Yeah.
1: Uh, Brisbane versus Geelong. So Charlie Cameron. He had ninety four points. He just keeps delivering at the moment. He's uh, he had six goals in the weekend and has kicked fifteen in his last three weeks. So he's absolutely on fire. I'd definitely be footing him against Richmond this week if you're playing in a grand final. I think the Lions are just on. He's uh, a major factor in in their side. And I think yeah, it's going to be hard for him to kick, you know, five or six potentially against a, a side like Richmond. But, you know, big wide open MCG, if anyone can get off the leash and kind
0: of get a bit of space and kick a few bobbies, I reckon he might be the go. Yeah, he's one of my waiver wide pickups that was on the podcast on Monday night on the, for the Patreon Beautiful. subscribers. Yeah, uh, Noah
1: Answorth, just another one to kind of keep an eye on for Brisbane. He's gone, um, he had 79 on the weekend and averaging 69 in his last five. I just kind of like the look of him as a bit of a floating halfbacker. I'm, I'm just enjoying what he's doing as a first-year player, and I think it's pretty important that someone like him, um, you know, rising star nominee this season, is holding his spot in a, in, a, in the, basically the top side of the competition. So I think this is really good for his longevity and, you know, part of their mix for the next, you know, three to five years, which is really good. So just wanted to keep an eye on in 2020. Yep. Uh, Tommy Atkins, he had 92 points on the weekend. He's just a very, very low disposal winner. So, I was kind of – he kind of popped up from nowhere, one of those guys who, you know, all of a sudden pulls a 90 out of nowhere. But after some research, his two 90-plus scores this season have been laying – come after laying 11 tackles. So, uh, one of those low disposal winners just does his job for his side, but – just basically can't be rostered because, you know, you can't be laying 11 tackles each week. Yep. And lastly, Mark Blitzarves, 82 points again as Geelong's number one ruckman. He had 25 hitouts and 10 touches. So, the interesting question is, will Geelong back him in against Cruz or one out? So, you know, they've got a plethora of... Ruck options in the VFL side, but they just don't play any of them. Um, if he gets the if he gets the number one role again this week, as I think I said it last week, you basically got to go with him because he's going to get his twenty twenty five hit outs and he's just going to cover the ground probably a lot better than Matty Cruiser is too. Just from memory, I
0: think Reese Stanley had a good week in the twos, so he it could just, be one.
1: There's always seems to be someone knocking the door down in the Geelong VFL, and but he do you just think, keeps holding?
0: I think he's still probably Geelong's number one ruck.
1: Probably, but yeah, he, Geelong, yeah. Geelong basically playing like a Sean Greg style. We don't need a ruckman. At this stage, you know, and they're still doing pretty well.
0: Yeah, they might come and done come finals time though. I think
1: that's what's going to happen, so yeah. uh, definitely watch what Blitzharves happens. If he's if Stanley comes back in or Smith comes in, it definitely I wouldn't be playing in this week in the grand final, but if he is the one out as a backman, he's quite handy for that 80-odd, so lock that in.
0: Hef. Alright, Adelaide Crows versus Collingwood, the first game I actually got to watch for the weekend, but anyway, uh, Braden Maynard is my first for Collingwood, so yeah, get on board this guy for 2020, I think. He had 130 points. He's averaging 78 this season. And he hasn't scored under 70 since round 10 and if, you know, so that average, you know, 78, if he adds two points per game, an extra handball a game, which I think he will, I think they'll be trying to get the ball in his hands a lot more next season because he's such a good user of the ball. I reckon this guy's easily going to average 80 plus next year. Yeah. Defenders who can average, you know, if you're getting a defender
1: who no, doesn't ever score under 70, that's yeah. bloody happy days every day of the week.
0: And he's, um, yeah, and he's not going to lose that defender status, I don't think. No, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. All right. Jamie Elliott, uh, he was lively out forward. He booted five goals, had 117 points, but uh, Crows were pretty awful the defence was all over the place. He was playing that genuine small forward role. wasn't running around the midfield, not too much anyway. Got a few possessions high up on the wing, but nothing really to uh, write home about. So uh, I don't think it's anything to do. I uh, get too excited about, but uh, yeah. just a score worth pointing out. Crows look like witches hats. Yep. Uh, Rupert Wills had 84 points and he was again the lowest time on ground for Collingwood at 68% Wow. he's a great points per minute players but he's never ever going to get the time on ground to be a good store. Um, he's an absolute write off for me just yeah you know, because he's not in the best 22 securely I don't think either he always will have this 82 average and you look at him each year and if you don't know who he is you go yeah I might draft this guy yeah. I don't mind the way he scores but yeah. it's completely circumstantial whether, he's, uh, whether there's injuries or whatever and depends on the time on ground he gets too so mm. yeah he's a write off for me can't trust him
1: yeah, fair enough. I, it, it,
0: those guys. There's always there always seems to be those guys who actually score well and then they get oh, yeah. listed or something like that. And you have your own them and they're gone. Like no, that, I've owned that. him for two seasons, mm-hmm. I reckon, in the past, and I've had so much faith in him. But yeah. he's someone I've watched really closely, and I just can't trust him.
1: Yeah, Carl, Collingwood's injury list is so big. it's yeah, yeah it's not good for him.
0: All right, uh, Callum Brown, he had 70 points. Just a reminder for everyone to get on board next year. We've been mm. spooking it for ages now, but yep. get on board. Hopefully, he's in some draft pools out there. Uh, Paul Seisman, he had 111 Jeez. points, uh, 92 from his past three games. He has played over five weeks, though, because he's had a couple of weeks out. He's a smoky for the grand final this weekend. Mm. Um, if he's on your bench, just consider pulling the trigger, depending on what you've got uh, there. Never played at Mars Stadium before, where Western Bulldogs uh, are playing this week. Yes. But uh, he does average 82 against the dogs. So, interesting uh, stats there. There's no way
1: he will not be playing for the this week because they need pace and speed that's, and that's what he they. And, and yeah. I think they're going to go so far that way that they're going to go all these kids, all this speed to try and beat the Bulldogs oh. that he's going to play and they're going to use him a lot.
0: Yeah, it's so evident in Brody Smith playing in the midfield and, yeah, Paul season as well. It's just noticeably that they're actually trying to move the ball quicker inside 50 and he's one of those players. They don't have that, enough people who can do it. That's the issue. Big Fog is uh, going to take some grabs up there though. No? and kick a few more goals. Oh, yeah. I'm liking that kid. I don't yeah. mind him. It's going to be funny when he leaves next year. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's, that's harsh. He might not. Who knows? Anyway, uh, North Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Fucking hell. Uh, do I have to go through this one again? Yes. All right, <laughs> good. In every bit of detail. <laughs> Let's start with North Melbourne. Yeah. Um, Ben Brown, I just want to say we told you so. The Coleman race is on. This rush it's for over. goals. No, it's over now. Yeah, yeah. so much uh, to your Maltese uh, disdain. Yeah. But uh, probably probably Jeremy Cameron there. up there, <laughs> the look on his face right now—he's fired. It's back all right. Tears. The Bombers are actually playing finals. So I'm yeah, happy with that. It was a win-win. Um, that's actually what you should be focusing on, yes. not your bloody multi. Uh, but anyway, um, 125 points, kick ten goals. He's not going to do that every week, obviously. But no. um, the if Jeremy Cameron has a chance of playing this weekend, I've actually looked into that one whether he will or won't. Um, he might actually try to get himself back to get the Coleman back in a Miami, contention. Yeah, very interesting. They are playing Melbourne, which is uh, yeah. not good because Melbourne are absolutely
1: shit at this, shitting it this year. So
0: yeah, um, but anyway, like so, he might just try to really secure it depending on if Jazz plays. But I don't think anyone. Tom, what's Tom Lynch on? He's lots. Like, Uh, No, Hawkins, they're too far behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, if Cameron plays, there could be another rush. But I reckon just the sheer pleasure of the North Melbourne players watching him slot 10, Mm. I reckon they'll try to get in his hands again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So anyway, just one to consider for this week. Oh, you got to play in this week for yeah. sure. Uh, Jai Simkin had 119 points, and he got mm-hmm. off the chain this week. He had lots of uncontested pill, and uh, most of his, uh, you know, play most of the North Melbourne players really were running rings around Port. So I don't know how much you can take away from this, but uh, he's usually a pretty contested type player though as well, and he was kind of it up a bit. So that was nice to see. What was good to see from his stats was that he was actually getting some
1: marks and cheap marks yeah, yeah, and yeah. Some tackles and stuff, yep. which he hadn't been doing yep. when he had been getting the ball. So it's a great sign for him in the future.
0: So yeah, just after a few lean weeks, I reckon there's still something there. It was yeah. talked up earlier it yeah, a yeah, full-time yeah. mid-replacement, but I, I reckon agree. once your, uh, your Higginses and your Zebels, Zeebles shouldn't be in that midfield anyway, he should be playing it forward, so nah, agreed. I reckon they'll start uh, pushing him through there a bit more. Uh, Jamie McMillan had 106 points, and he's had 90 from his past three. I just think I'd back him in against uh, Melbourne this weekend if you need someone, and mm-hmm. I do, and he's in my team, so I'm probably going to play him. Yeah, he's uh, hitting form at the right time of year. Yep. Uh, Sean Atley had 96 points. Uh, another good game. Lots of uh, ball off the half back. Um, but Port's forward line provided absolutely no pressure. So I think this one's circumstantial and not uh, worth talking about too much. But mm-hmm. uh, Jasper Pittard, my boy, he had 91 points. Um, He pops up with these, but he is Jekyll and Hyde this season. He's averaging 70, and that's on the back of like 91 week 40 the next. He, he pretty mm-hmm. much doesn't get any different scores, really. Yeah. Um, so again, this year, this week, uh, I haven't really looked into it. I can't remember what his uh averages off the top of my head, but I don't think it'll be pretty. So I reckon this would be one of those weeks that you uh, avoid Jasper Pittard. You reckon? Yeah, I don't know. He's just <laughs> come out not. saying
1: he's so happy to be at North Melbourne. Yeah, I don't blame he feels him. feels valued.
0: Honest. I don't blame him, to be honest. Um, oh, the fans probably wouldn't give him half as much shit, that's for sure. We're ruthless. We're awful, awful people. <laughs> you are awful people. Yes. I do a pod um, with you every week. I know how awful you are. Anyway, let's move on to Nick Larky. Uh, 89 points from five goals. Doesn't really instill too much confidence with that scoring. Um, the key forward factor there, but he's worth watching know. for the future, just what we said on the, um, uh, I guess on the, um, on the, the kind of the change in the game, we're yeah. thinking it was we're predicting that the key forwards will have more impact. Yeah, but Not it's as anyway.
1: mobile as the other guys, though.
0: No, he's not. He's yeah. one of the bigger lumberjacks. Yeah. now, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, Dan Houston. Sorry, let's just preface this by saying Port are an absolute fucking disgrace. Um, there's only one player worth talking about, and that's Dan the Man Houston. Oh, yeah. um, 97 points. That genuine midfield role again, but that back status is in real danger. People around yeah. him. So if you're backing on having him as a 90 averaging defender or whatever next year, ain't happening. So I reckon he's a. Or do you reckon he's a keeper as a mid only? I do. I think he can I take the game next level because I think with, with what Port have. You know, Port have no pace in their midfield and yeah. he has
1: that. Yeah. So, whereas, you know, they're going to have to play him as a midfielder going forward because he's shown he can do it and they need that speed. Yeah. So, I think he's just – there's actually room for growth with him.
0: Strongly, A little, no, little rumour I've heard today that Port is strongly considering trading Sam Powell Pepper, Man. And I think Boak is nearing the end of his career. Well, obviously, oh, yeah. he's nearing the end of his career. Same with Brad Ebert. It's probably getting long in the tooth. Rocky, I think, is on the decline. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think Dan Houston's going to have to step up over the next few years.
1: I still think Rocky's got some life in him left as a fantasy player. I think he's
0: just – this year, he's done. I just don't know if he <laughs> – depends on what direction Port go in. If there's a new game plan, new coach, whatever happens – He's too slow and just had not. His kick is not penetrating enough yeah, to do anything. I don't interesting don't and, and he's getting paid fucking heaps of money. So <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Fremantle versus the
1: Anyway, talk about the highlight of the week. The Don's just getting it done at. Perth. Um, Fremantle. So, Sean Darcy, he had 92 with 21 hitouts and 16 touches. Um, obviously, it's a solid score, but it's just absolutely no gauge against our um, Ruckman, in inverted commas, uh, Zach Clark. So, um, with Sandy gone, I think it's good. you got to get all aboard Sean Darcy next year. I yep. think it's just opened up. He was pretty solid, um, and he I think he, just one more pre-season, just kind of cut back some of that puppy fat that he's still carrying. I think he's going to be a good play in the future. Mitchie Crowden, he had 90 points, the little nugget he did, uh, 7 tackles and 17 touches. He kind of flew under the radar when I was watching, but uh, he did actually contest a lot of, um, you know, ball-ups and uh, clearances, that kind of thing. So, in and under, and he only scored uh, that 90 points from 68% time on ground, which is good going. So, he was one of the guys who's actually been playing some good waffle footy this yeah, year, definitely. and he's kind of finally got his opportunity to to show his wares in the AFL. So, it might be one to monitor, um, you know, next year, just kind of see how Fremantle's team settles down. Um, uh, Adam Chera. So this was kind of the game he needed to have as uh, anyone who does own Adam Chera just so that he can actually show a bit. 89 points and 24 touches. He was around the ball quite a lot, especially around that half back region. So if he can kind of go into next season as a as a back or something like that, he's, uh, his value is going to rocket up there. And, you know, he's building nicely towards the end of the year. So we've been pretty critical of him this season as a bit of a second year blues, but he's gone 73, 83 and 89 in his last three games, which is probably nice enough to see as a second year player Going into his third year, I think we just had very high hopes from him early on. Just hasn't kind of hit those heights,
0: but I think he's still progressing the right way. I have not seen a lot of freeman to over the last few weeks, but he's had a like, little stints in the midfield, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so. he, but he's playing kind of a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, back mid So he should get here.
0: that DPP and yeah. then could be, you know, third year, could be juicy, Case. Could
1: be juicy. Probably not as, it you know, wouldn't go in as confident as some other players, but I think no. he's still going quite well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Dons, Adam Sard and Connor McKenna, 92 and 90, uh, respectively. Their running game was absolutely on. That's basically what won it for him. Um, it was down the back line of them. Uh, lot, but they just kept running it out, running out, running it out. We've talked about uh, Conor McKenna's consistency. Um, If you look at him, he's only 23 years old. He's got a bit more scope than Adam Saad. Just kind of a lock and load as, a, as an easy um, weekly defender option. Just doesn't really go low. They light the ball in his hands. So, I think he could... is uh, never going to develop into a, a gun midfield or anything like that, but I think he could be a very solid backman for years to come at the
0: Dons. Yep, but there's another uh, solid backman I think you want to talk about yes, as well. Yes,
1: Mason Redman. He is absolutely ready to boom next year. He was very, very good on the weekend. Uh, we kept putting in his hands and he kept delivering, which is great. So, he just has the... He's got that polish that I do like. He um, played really well um that right size and i think the don's you know halfback line is going to be you know very fantasy friendly in the years to come so um, one to watch for sure he had 90 points with uh, 18 touches and seven tackles so that's a great defender game cool um, and the last one Braden Ham. so oh, great name yeah uh, meat related names <laughs> we love meat related names yeah <laughs> um, I thought he was pretty solid he only had 64 points but only played 76% time on ground so he was kind of playing that same role that uh, Maddie Guelphy played most of the year so uh, I think his junior numbers are pretty good looking back um, on some old prospectuses so might be just one to monitor still quite slightly built but uh, now that Zaha is out probably holds his spot across that half-back line which is good for him so I uh, just wanted. to to keep an eye on heading forward because I think he's uh, got a bit of ability.
0: All right, on to Richmond versus the West Coast Eagles. Uh, Richmond getting the job done. Don't play away from MCG for 100 years, so um, that's probably not yeah. a surprise really. They should know how to play the ground singers as they've played there for the last two months. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, and they probably won't play away from there until the grand final. Anyway, let's not talk about the uh, politics within the game, and let's uh, look. I don't care. I hope Richmond actually win it. Actually, that was probably one of my favourite teams out of the top four, Brisbane. Oh yeah, Brisbane too. But I oh, don't know I just don't like people to be happy. So bombers. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. People were pissed off at the bombers win. That'd be a good one. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> so much bombers hate out there last yeah, week. Yeah, now it's all nah. gone now that we won it in the finals. Stuff nah, you. I respect that. A yeah. lot of teams that are hated. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Shane Edwards. He had ninety points. Uh, he's loving the extra midfield time he on is. the back of Koch being out. Um, and he's playing really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's always had the skills. It's, yeah. strong, it's It's just a little bit weird that they didn't experiment with this earlier. I don't think. Definitely. Probably too valuable up forward. Yeah. Um, but he's had 102 points from his last three, so that's his average. That's pretty hot. Mm. Um, yeah. And if Cotton's out again, just get on board without hesitation. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Soldo, 79 points. He might be in a, a few pools next year, available. So, hmm. one to watch. Just depending on what goes on with Nank or yeah. injury wise, you know, probably unlikely that Nank's going to play every game of the season. So, it could be a handy one to have on your list. Definitely and definitely pick him up before the guy who does own neck so yes, <laughs> has to trade for him exactly um, super value there uh, Brad Shepherd. he had 79 points uh, on the west coast this is um, averaging 83 points this season but he came off with an injury I think it was a knee he came back mm-hmm. on but hopefully it pulls up okay yeah. and doesn't cost anyone a grand final well hopefully it does yeah the right. guy again the guy who owns him is mm-hmm. the grand final this year and no one wants him to win no one <laughs> no one he probably doesn't want to win <laughs> no well, he doesn't want him no he does he does he, does. Yeah, he, he yeah. likes being the fucking joke yeah. anyway um GWS Giants versus Western Bulldogs. Uh Paddy Lipinski, 129 points. Mm, mm, Kid mm, mm, is going to be a fantasy jet. Yeah. And he plays that fantasy friendly wing high mm. half forward role that you <laughs> lets him push up the ground. Yeah. It's uh really nice to see, and he's gonna be a gun. He started the game quite slowly and then all of a sudden it was just boom. like on 20, 20 touches at halftime or something like that. He just went bananas. Kind of like the dogs as well. They were down at close to half time and mm. then, then uh, they it all just lifted. went boom. Yeah. Uh Taylor Durer, he's finding some fantasy for me at 88 mm. points. He's at 92 from his past five average as well. So he could be a handy pickup um if you're coming into contention next year. Mm. He's pretty old. He's like 28, 29, eight, twenty nine, isn't he? I don't think
1: he's
0: that old. No, I think he is. Like mm. I think I looked this up and that's why I've got here. Um okay. I probably it's not something I'd be looking forward to the future. Mm. You might want to double check that quickly. But uh, yeah, that's probably why I didn't um I wasn't saying get on board for next year, because he's probably only valuable if he uh if he's coming into if you're going into contention really. But I
1: think the dogs have a pretty settled kind of team. Yeah, um, yeah yeah you're right he's 28 yeah um you know matt suckling is getting on a bit might be the only one who really you know drops off um but you got caleb daniel coming back in there and who probably played that role that he's been playing quite well but yeah i think you can kind of look at guys like um Jeray, um who else uh crozier those type
0: of guys as, as pretty solid defensive options going into next year yeah for sure uh sam lloyd 85 two goals 85 points that is so um, yeah just such a solid season mm-hmm. monitor this is like this is a really good story I think as well yeah. just monitor late VFL form of players who have been traded I okay. think because that's what happened last year like his last few games for Richmond were mm. uh, were phenomenal really yeah. in yeah. terms of fantasy wise mm. um, he's averaging in the 90s I think it was for the last five games or something like that goes to a new club and replicates that at AFL level so yeah, um, yeah let's uh, let's just monitor to see but he's another one he's old as shit as well yeah so. I didn't realise that either but anyway um, and then another one that might be good if you're contending next year and don't really care about the future as much.
1: Just a lock and load player and you need him.
0: Uh, Bailey Smith had eighty two points, another kid who's gonna be a jet. He's just quietly gone about his business this year. And I think the low time on ground is the factor why he hasn't been talked about so much as mm-hmm. you know, the in the frame of like your kind of Rosies and your Sam Walsh's and stuff like that. Yeah. But I oh know he's right up there for mine. Um time on ground is gonna to increase too, so yeah. I think if there's any young gun you can get for a steal, it's Bailey
1: Smith. Because yeah, there's definitely. been zero press about him. Yeah. He's not really hitting, you know, tons and stuff like that, yeah. which getting
0: lots of talk ab- talkability. I reckon you could still kind of sneak him in. I just think the guy who drafts him knows about him too much. and understands that too much Um, so it might be a bit hard um, because you're probably not going to draft him on last year if you don't read up on him, really, because mm, just yeah. not having as much hype, not playing much tack up. And well, if he's starting a new new league, yeah, yeah. you want to be looking to sneak. He'll probably, well, then, yeah, he'll probably yeah. slide because his average is kind of lower. So, yeah. he'll be down the list. And so, yep, the guys cool. who scroll through the pages in the uh, in the draft or actually do their rankings properly will benefit from that. Definitely. Uh, Nick Haynes, what the fuck? Uh, 99 points. Another guy who's just absolutely storming home. Yeah. He's at 97 from his uh, past three. I actually typed someone. Uh, I wouldn't trust him this week. And my reasoning was that he hadn't scored above 80 three weeks in a row this year, and now he's done it. So <laughs> I thought he was due for a stinker. Are you, are you playing the odds like at what roulette or something like that? Can't no, come, not like, really. Can't I come just up like. No, I just think it just generally happens. Like, guys that go big for too long and, like, he's not doing anything different, really. He just seems to be coming up against clubs that just let him take marks. And I guess Bulldogs are an element that don't really have that big monster forward. And they're playing Gold Coast this week. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I'd be getting on board. That's a log.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a definite
0: lock. All right. Uh, on to Hawthorne versus uh, Gold Coast Suns. Uh, yeah. Kaze, I don't see you know, your boy Jack Bowes uh, written here. Don't think he played. Uh, <laughs> Hawthorne
1: versus Gold Coast. Uh, Johnny Segler. So, basically, Big Boy didn't go into the ruck at all, Uh in this game and Seg's uh, dominated. He had 15 touches and 34 hitouts. So, interestingly, what does he do? Does he stay as second fiddle at Hawthorne next year or does he go to someone like GWS or Essendon or the Crows or whoever bloody needs a Ruttman? There's a few clubs around there. There's a few guys in this kind of mould. Segler, Campbell, um, what's his name? Pruce, you know, like they could be served going to another club and I think Segler's just one who has a lot of talent fantasy wise that should be one to monitor in the off season so um, just keep an eye on his movements. Yeah
0: Bombers might be a good one actually. Yeah
1: true. Um, Tommy Scully he pulls out these scores every now and then uh, basically 92 against the beat up team. If you look at his average he's a 66 average player and that's basically what he is. He's maybe maybe can push into the mid 70s but he's really an impact player for the for the Hawks and that's kind of his role. I don't see his fantasy output improve at all even into next year. Uh, Black Hardwick, he continues his pretty solid year. He's had nine out of 20 games this season uh, with 80 plus, which is not too bad. He's only 22, a bit younger than I thought he was. So um, he's got some scope for natural improvement there and could definitely push into that uh, 80 bracket into next year. Kind of that Braden Maynard role a bit, um, probably not as polished, but I still think there's a fair bit of um, merit in taking him. I just said that at the start of this year, that's all. You said that. Well, I said he would probably push into the 80 mark, you know. Well, maybe just a late developer. Maybe I'm a year off. But yeah. you're going nine out of 20 games. I know it's not the best, but, you know, 80 plus is, as a defender, you kind of take that most weeks. serviceable. serviceable. Yeah.
0: Again, only 22 years old. Yeah. Yeah, Blake Hardwick could be one to look at.
1: Uh, Jared Roughhead you playing this week. If he plays against West Coast, are you fielding him? So sure we, we pushed everyone to
0: field him, and we. Were I know. Right? I said I said he'd score sixty four. Yeah, that's what I had in my head. And
1: I said eighty plus. And, and I thought I was it was right. actually
0: going to be that until he just went ham late. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you. I am yeah, that's fantasy all on, god. All on you. Oh Thank yeah. What you. about Jack Bowes, mate? <laughs> I didn't say field him. Oh, you said he'd gonna be you said he's gonna go well again. No, I didn't. I don't know, I'm just making that go up. Go back to the tape.
1: <laughs> um but yes, I don't think you can play I don't think you can field Ruffy against West Coast. I don't think nah, Hawthorne will dump absolutely him. Absolutely not. I don't think Hawthorne will dump him. Nah. So, but I think there's too much risk. Um, They were just feeding him on the weekend. Uh, Piers Hanley, he went bananas. He had 132 points from 34 touches. He's averaging 72 this year. And and was it 2015? He averaged 89. So, you see someone you kind of hold for next year, you know, playing that, you know, loose backman role because. So, so I'm going to talk. So I'll get lock. I'll finish this off. Lockie Weller, uh, great game, 102 points, 29 touches. I think he'll hold his back status next year. and I think he could be one of the best backman buyers next year because I think he's really lifting. Ready to go. So I'm think. So we talk about Jake Bowes, um, someone like Ben Ainsworth, yeah, Darcy McPhersons. These younger midfielders, I think that they they struggle because they've got no actual good, you know develop midfielders around them they have to cut it pick up a lot of slack so you know they've brought yeah. in miles who's not too he's okay he's serviceable and paul and smith is been shit you know david swallow's okay but he's no gun i think if they can get a couple half decent players into their side i think some of these guys will develop naturally where, around them where are those players coming from i don't know well, they're gonna have some draft picks and i think they're gonna have no to one's going to gold coast they will someone will go to gold coast no. lucky Weller went to gold coast
0: Jeez, yeah, that's if that's that's the best type of caliber player. Yeah, year. but uh, but no one was going to Brisbane that long ago, and now Brisbane are great. Yeah, that's true, but I just can't see it happening. Like I know first heard from a Gold Coast player that told me that it was the easiest preseason he ever did at Gold Coast. Mm. So yeah, I don't. Think, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think. I don't. Just don't. I can't see that club I turning st- around.
1: I just feel that there's some of these young guys aren't. Developing as well because they don't have enough support around them. That's my go. So, yeah. if, so if some good things happen at Gold Coast in the off season, I think I would go into next year with a bit more confidence around Bose or Ainsworth. All right, those types.
0: Uh, let's move on to from the twos. <laughs> All right, moving on to From the Twos, the segment where we look at all the state league scores and give you the top five from every league and, uh, I guess, discuss their relevance in, in regards to the senior team. So we'll start off with the SA NFL, the great state, the great mm. football league. How'd we go there, Case? Uh, the big slice here at 124. So he's gone 136 in his two NFL games this year. There's so absolutely... It's a mistake that he's out of the side anyway and there's absolutely no way he doesn't come back in the it, side this it, week. It's crazy that he's out
1: Yep. Uh, Huey Greenwood, he at 122. Probably should be knocking down the door of a AFL berth. They could use his type actually at the moment. Well, they need someone who yeah, can do something. So uh, Jack Chengo, wow, he's returned to form, hasn't he? 120 points from him on the weekend. He's averaging 134 this season. Not as much as Slice. Yeah, <laughs> true. But he has played probably six times the amount of games. But, Disappointing. Uh,
0: Looking at his one hundred and seventy-eight, one hundred and eighty-nine, uh, the first two rounds. Juicy. Really it? dropped off. It's gross.
1: Uh, Paddy Wilson could the Crows use him? He had one hundred and thirteen oh, on man, the just weekend. Give him a game. Could be anywhere he may as well. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Strawn one hundred and thirteen. He's a uh, young Crow's player too. Um, basically, his best score by a mile this season. And Sami Mays, he uh, the forgotten bloke of the, the Port draft last year. He had one hundred and ten points, so averaging ninety-five. Don't know where
0: his future's at with the club. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, On to the VFL. Yeah, we talked about this earlier, but Braden Pruce, 187 points. Boy, oh, boy. Wowie. Um, yeah, 132 average for the season. I reckon he comes in this week. No question for Gorn. Surely, if he's any doubt, Bruce is straight in. Definitely. Uh, Tom Campbell's at 124. He ain't getting a game. Uh, Lucas Webb uh, had 86. Points. Uh, sorry, he had 128, 128 points, sorry, averaging 86. And Sam Menegola had a run in the twos, and he had 127. So, mm. could be in this week, maybe at the expense of someone like Quinton Narkel or something like that could come mm. in. Uh, Callum Coleman-Jones had 113 for the Tigers as well. Not bad. Uh, on to the kneeful. Aaron Young had 128 points, averaging
1: 123 this year. Probably still doesn't get a sniff. Uh, Louie Taylor, who we talked about earlier on, probably is going to come back in for Christensen this week. He had 123. So big he's in week. Some good form. Uh, Jimmy Rose, 119 for the Swans could do worse than giving him a chance at the end of the year. Eli Smith, uh, 116, the big ball, uh, probably still a fair way off getting a game at Brisbane,
0: but uh, I do like him for future years, though. Yeah, uh, he's going to have to do a lot longer apprenticeship than he probably thought he oh, yeah. may have at the start. But you know, if yeah, someone like Corey to- Lyons is absolutely like knocking the door down and cannot yeah. get anywhere near it, Perhaps. Eli Smith's going to have to do a lot of work.
1: But you know, there are a few aging guys on that Brisbane list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, the chance will be soon. Sure. And to me, to Peter. Uh, Peter Wright, 116 points from him after being dropped a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Gold Coast could do worse than him, giving him a run this week.
0: All right, onto the waffle. Bailey Banfield wow. had yeah. 163. Out of the uh, out of the state league sides, um, both West Coast and Peel Thunder, which is Fremantle's affiliate, mm-hmm. he's averaging the most. I think at 114 it's, points. So I'm a Bailey Banfield owner, yeah. and I just don't understand because he
1: put up some, he puts up some great waffle numbers, and no, he's basically tons up every week, and no one else gets a ton in the waffle. Yeah, he comes into Fremantle side and just plays the most unfantasy friendly role possible. Well, he or, plays a
0: completely different role. Yeah, really. he it doesn't just doesn't, doesn't make like any sense. Yeah. So
1: what are they? I don't know. Maybe oh, no. he could be one that could be worth following if he gets traded or something. Well, like gen-
0: that. They generally use him to tag and. Stuff like that at AFL level that come in. So he must have a good tank and stuff like that. He's got some
1: skills. But uh,
0: it's just very, very frustrating. In the waffle, you can just kind of follow the ball around and get kicks, I think.
1: No, it's not as easy as a needle, mate.
0: No, no, no. I'm just saying. He just doesn't have to play the same role as he does. Yeah. 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 Uh, Brett Bealey had 98, averaging 80. Hamish Brayshaw, I'd love to see this guy play. He's had 90s three weeks in a row there, averaging 97. No chance. Uh, Scott Jones, a Ruckman uh, for Frio, 92 points. And uh, Travis Collier, 87 points. All right. And there's a bit of an awkward silence there, but we'll keep moving on. Uh, iTunes reviews, guys. We bumped these up the uh, the uh, running order. Yeah. And we had another one this week. So it might have worked. People might have actually heard them, heard our cries for them, and uh, might actually be doing them. So do you want to read this one out, guys? Sure. Uh, Jamie Hedge. Uh, Love your work, gents. Studying my
1: first keeper leg next year, and I feel this pod will give me a leg up over the competition. Quickest way to keep up with the twos news for those future prospects. Love it, Jamie. Um, yes, we're going to be ready to fire all off-season with some great content and hopefully giving our listeners that
0: leg up into next year this tells me he's not going to share this podcast with any of his league mates though so yeah but, gonna help but we're, eventually gonna <laughs> we're eventually going to grow we're eventually going to grow surely surely start telling your mates even though you don't want to but yeah. actually we completely understand we can do a fake to. podcast for your friends yeah that'd be good actually we yeah. should do a fake one that just yeah. gives them all the wrong ideas yeah exactly yeah all like, right. that's yeah. another week of work to do But <laughs> <laughs> no this is easy it's fine alright let's uh, move on to the captain's call Let's move on to the captain's call, the segment where we looked at a few left field selections for captaincy. And, uh, yeah, just in case you're struggling to find uh, someone to put the C on. So, uh, first cab this week, uh, Scott Penelbury, he averages 106 against Essendon. Josh Kelly averages 106 also against Gold Coast. James Warple, what scintillating form he is in. So, his last three is averaging 126. It's time to put the C on this (coughs) bloke. No, not against uh, West Coast. I would. No, I'd get on board.
1: Oh, I'm happy to, uh, <laughs> happy, to, happy. to be better than you at fantasy knowledge again next, year, next week. Next week, if you want. How many flags you want? not important yeah
0: let's move on um Todd Goldstein uh, I'd back him in again this weekend against yep. uh, Melbourne especially if uh, yeah if um, Max Gorn is out Correct. um Tom Rockliffe averages 104 against Fremantle and 103 at Adelaide Oval uh should go okay this week probably just scrape that 100 mark but you know better than nothing mm-hmm. uh Gary Ablett averages 104 against Carlton but that's a pretty long career and a lot of massive scores but statistically it looks good so I thought we'd throw it in uh Jake Lloyd another one he averages 103 against St Kilda but uh not firing at the moment only had 81 last week so I think uh, Dawson's costing you a little bit back there uh, Dustin Martin's in some ripper form 130 points Massive. last week yeah. averages 103 against Brisbane I reckon this is going to be a cracking game game of the round by far yeah. um, Ollie Wines averages 103 against Fremantle and 96 against Port Adelaide mm-hmm. uh, didn't have a, the best week well, it was better last week but uh, yeah um, I don't know how much confidence you've got him at the moment he's looking a bit slow uh, still side bottom averages 102 against Essendon so another good one there also averages 98 at the MCG um, so, yeah, another one. 98 this season, which is uh, not too bad as well. Luke Shuey's hitting some good form. He had, uh, he had a decent score last week. I think it was in the 90s. Um, but, uh, yeah, he averages 100 against uh, Hawthorne. So, another one to think about there. Just some players that uh, go well at uh, venues, I guess. So, Liam Shields, he's only played there a handful of times, but he averages 119 again at, uh, off the stadium. Same with Diego I think. Same deal. He's only played there once or twice, but he averages 118 there. Lockie Hunter at Mars Stadium is a bit of a weird one. And that, the conditions there kind of do suit him. I think. Um, so, yeah, uh, 109 freezing at, on Sunday at Ballarat. Oh, jeez. Look at the forecast. It's 12 and rain. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be fun. There's no grandstands there to actually help you out. It's uh, not good for the uh, Precious Crows outfit, I don't think. No, I need them to, to win. Or well, actually, I don't even know if I want Port to make the finals. That'll be a pass mark for Ken, so, um, yeah.
1: It's going to be a hell of a Sunday on the couch. Yeah, it is, actually. Crows, yes. Bulldogs. Yeah. And if they win, that means Port is still alive. Yeah. Then you roll that into the Tigers' um Brisbane, Brisbane game, two, and oh. then you go into Frio Port. Jeez. Are we
0: watching uh, footy somewhere on Sunday to uh, get around the grand final? Yeah, definitely. We'll celebrate the Cattery uh, UF grand final somewhere. So I might, uh, I might give the Port game a miss and just head to that. I think. Oh, anyway, it's intentious. Uh Patreon subscribers, let's have a talk about those. So what's happening in the off-season? So no new subscribers this week, but what's happening in the off-season? So we're going to have all the State League scores, including finals, uh, mm-hmm. coming up. So stay uh, tuned for that because, um, yeah, basically, like we said, you can get a lot out of State League scores, but also, again, uh, those mid-season type drafts or those mature aid types that come in, you're going to learn a lot about those from uh, these scores as well. So it's um, a probably a handy thing to get a hold of. Um, we're going to be doing a trade review mini episode. Um, so as soon as the trade period's over we're going to review each trade basically and mm-hmm. uh, see what it means from a fantasy perspective yep. um, we're going to have a look at the draft fantasy scores both their under 18 champs and all their state league scores as well so that's a big one uh, we'll give you the league they played the majority of their footy in and how they went fantasy wise and uh, we'll do a draft review podcast as well we'll probably give you the top 20 uh, fantasy scorers um, from the draft too so mm-hmm. make sure you stick around the Patreon even though the uh, the season's finished the content doesn't stop so uh, no yeah way. get on board that and yeah uh, Yeah, we'll move on to the listener tweets. is uh getting down to the music here, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> it's play. only taking me 22 weeks to really get into the chains. Yeah, well, you know, written by yours truly, so I'm glad you like my work. Talented.
1: <laughs> All right, yo, first question up is from Rowan Graham. Righto, lads, big decision. After a miraculous victory on the weekend, I need to know whether to start Hawkins or Caddy in the big game. Two cracking weeks
0: prior to this one, so I'm confident I'm set everywhere else. Cheers. Hef, who would you go with? Uh, Probably go Hawkins. Uh, He's just scored better at GM HBA Stadium. Just rolls (laughs) off the tongue, that one. It does. Um, And Caddy has at the G anyway. So it's an easy opportunity as well. So I think there'll be more – sorry, easier opposition. So there'll be more opportunities up forward, I think. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. And, you know, he's still a long
1: way off, but I think Tomahawk's, you know, he, if anyone could kick 10 against, you know, opposition, it could be Tomahawk against uh, Carlton. So, yeah, actually, that'd probably, be pretty sweet to see. Probably the safer bet there.
0: Yeah. Uh, at OTLS, Archie, any tips for a sneaky waiver wire pickup for grand final week? Yeah, I said to him on Twitter today, you should pay for our uh, Patreon subscriber. We do an <laughs> episode each week. But no, I'm just being cheeky. Um, I reckon Paul Seaman is going to be a good one. He's never played at the rap before, but he averages 82 against the Dogs. been putting more emphasis on pace. Um, and the mm-hmm. outside ball, I think, suits him as well, that they're trying to play that, that as well. So I think yeah. he should go okay. Um, yeah, and if he want some more... Listen to the Patreon episode. <laughs> we um have seen him score. Well, obviously, scored big on the weekend, but he
1: does yeah. he does have the ability to go super large. So not a bad tip in grand final week there. Yep. Uh, at DJ Quinlan seventy five. Who to sell uh, in a dynasty keeper league? Six eight two six thirty five in the squad. Sixteen teams. He has danger. Rocky Ferrini. Tom Phillips and Zach Merritt. Should I put these guys on the trade table? And the obvious one and the obvious one, Rocky, does he have much value
0: anymore? Yeah, well with Rocky, I've just got a feeling he is on the decline with his uh fantasy scoring trend. So well it's actually it's just happening. Um and yeah, look, I don't know where he fits in, depends what direction Port go next year, but I don't know, he just doesn't suit the style of Play that we should be playing. I don't think that said. I don't think you can drop a guy who's earning what nine hundred thousand dollars a year if it's that much. That's it's it's I don't large. Think it's that much. I think it's around seven hundred. It's quite a bit. Um, but anyway, let's. Uh, so yeah, with the other ones, I guess it depends where your team is at. Like perhaps. Maybe you could cash in on Dangerfield. Uh, he's getting mm-hmm. on a bit. He won't have yeah. the forward status next year. Well, he might, but I don't think he will. Um, you might be able to get a, like a good young gun before they break out. Depends where your team's at. Like If you could target like a Haley or Smith, I don't think you'll get a Walsh out of it, but you might be able to get one of those for a Dangerfield. Uh, who's you probably want two of them. Oh, I don't know, like yeah, probably, but you or you'd want like um, you'd want you want knives. some you want steak knives yeah. in that, but you might be able to get one of those in a deal there. So yeah, yeah. Uh probably yeah. I think Phillips
1: merit for your any you're not you're not getting rid of them. Uh, Does Phillips between- have another level though? No not yeah, he does Probably not But yeah. he's bloody consistent And he's so young yeah. Like he's 23, 24 yeah. Or something like that So you know You are talking long term With these dynasty leagues.
0: So Every team has a player like him, yeah. in him. Like mine's Liam Shields Has yeah. been yeah. Vagers. just, you just know, lock and load yeah, And you, they never worry yet. They're yeah.
1: probably never Captain options But at the same time yeah. You never feel let down By them at yeah. the same time uh, At Russ2468 Made it to the GF baby oh, Congratulations Russ Shout out to Weller, Fiorini, Segler and Haynes I need to sort out my back line. He's got Lloyd, Weller, and Haynes. They're locks for him, but he needs to fit the following uh, two spots out of Ryan Burton, Shane Savage, Jaden Short, Jakey
0: Kelly, and Luke Ryan, if fit. Thoughts? Well, I don't know if I would risk Ryan even if he is fit for a dead rubber. No. Maybe if they are in contention, but not. Um, this is a really tricky one, actually. I had a, look mm. a good look at this one. I'd probably go Savage mm. and then oh, toss up between Burton or Short. Mm. I don't think Short will go under six. 60, yeah. where I think Burton can but I think Burton's more likely to go bigger because it's against Freo. they're going to need to pummel on percentage perhaps if yeah. they that, you know what Port will say and I don't know if it's true they'll say we won't look at the results beforehand we'll just do our warm-ups chuck our phones away and go out there and play where I reckon they probably should so they know what they're doing mm. but um, so it might not actually go so I reckon hopefully they do actually take that mantra and just go out there and try to pummel Fremantle to try to make finals mm. and uh, hopefully he's uh, on the scoring bump yeah. as a result of that Jaden Short
1: uh Still didn't score overly well on the weekend, but he was playing very aggressive, like he was coming yeah. up. He had to you know, kick that goal and stuff like that. So I think he's really starting to find his groove. That's why uh, I, I said I just don't injury. think it's possible for him to score at a 60. Yeah. Like, I reckon he'll go pretty well. I agree well. with you there. Yeah. And, and I'm actually surprised they played Burton last week. Yeah, you know, he's really he was underdone. gone for quite a while, but, yeah. you know, um, that's there. Desperation, was, I guess. Uh, at Dan K 101 somehow I made it into the grand final and need help. I can only field two out of Miller, Burton, Witherden and Perryman. Which ones? And in the forward line, I can field two out of... Lone Tony, Chera, Milksham, or Menegola if he plays. Thanks for all the help, guys. Uh,
0: let's have a look. Uh, I guess Perryman versus Gold Coast looks pretty juicy. Yeah, he's got to play. Witherden, did he cop a head knock on the weekend? He, was, he scored low yeah. in the 60s. Yeah. I think he played out, but there was a, <clears throat> a talk of concussion or something there. Um, so, yeah, not sure about that one. But versus Richmond as well, tough opposition. Mm. Um, Burton uh, versus Fremantle, uh, like I just talked about that. I like the kind of scoring potential there. And uh, Miller in Ballarat in the rain. Look, I'm probably going to lean towards Perryman and Burton there, just because I like their matchups the most.
1: Oh, definitely, I'd know.
0: be, I'd be definitely
1: Perryman, and I think that Miller is starting to cop a bit of heat in the media, so I think he might oh. be one to bounce back and yeah. kind of show his wares again. You know, when the season's really on the line. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, what about uh, the Loney, Chera Melchim or Menegola? I think if Menegola comes in, you're probably playing. He's yep. just that VFL. He's form. just like that. That of a quality gap between those other ones there he'll also
0: be wanting to cement his spot for finals too yeah he'll be oh, hungry yeah definitely i pro play menegola yeah
1: um melksham against kangaroos maybe Loney against sydney i'd get maybe. I'd back chair in chair against yeah. port he is he's, he's he's as we talked about <laughs> his, his, his numbers his numbers better. on the up so he's yeah. probably the, the safer bet of those guys
0: there probably so that goes uh chair and menegola yeah
1: yeah uh dylan grenock hey guys rate this trade for me hunter clark and jack graham
0: out for Dion Prestier and Darcy McPherson in. I actually had a chat with him today on uh, the Facebook Messenger, but uh, I said uh, Clark and uh, Graham, for me, just going on the youth policy. I reckon Dion Prestier's is a star. Uh, But um, what I said to him was um, just if you look at his season averages from the last few years, it's just such a Mm yo-yo. You don't know where he is, and he's a bit older than the other other three. Mm -hmm. But, again, he's 27, so he should be coming into his prime as well, so it's a bit Mm -hmm. of a tough one. But we uh, just wanted to see what you thought on that one, Case. Uh, Definitely, I'm in the Clark-Graham mold. Uh, Yeah.
1: They both had kind of quieter games <laughs> on the weekend, but I think that, um, kind of once Cochin's definitely done in that midfield Jack Graham just going to be a beast in there and Hunter Clark you know my thoughts on him I think he's a star I think Darcy McPherson's a great player but I, you are right Dion Preston needs to be another 5 or 10 points per game more premium for that yeah. to be a real half you know even even trade I think what's the average you like ninety eight, hundred, and that's what he does he's, yeah. he's almost that you know Tom Phillipsy style player almost you know, a little bit better slightly yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but that kind of same mould where yeah. he's not necessarily a super primo but he's still a very very good player
0: Tum- Fun. Uh, I don't think you can really lose out though. Depends where your team's at and what you're going for as well. Definitely. Um, at Shirt 05, after Green's first 120, I traded Grey and Jack Higgins for him from a mate from mate nice okay uh, have an aging forward line so V happy with it uh, also green in capital letters that's not a question It's <laughs> so a happy. statement he's happy Jodo's <laughs> anyway, happy let's get reading also Prestia needs to uh, be shown some serious loving close to MVP for me this year yep, yep. we just mentioned that one uh, finally a segment on Friday night player looping could be good I don't mind that segment Friday night loopholes. I am anti-loophole through and through. We are very much anti-loophole. Just back your point. fantasy jug judgment. Put a C on a player and write it out. No yes, second chance. Everyone is as
1: brave as some of these, some of us, you know, guys. Yes, I guess. You know,
0: but I don't mind that <laughs> statement. So if we are just, look, just okay, salt okay. our listeners, so
1: so, <laughs> so if you're looking at this week, it's grand final week, so you need these guys. So I think uh, looking at who could be a good loophole. Obviously, I think I'm, gonna, for, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to suggest one: Brodie Grundy as a vice-captain loop. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably going to score 200 points. What just about put the fucking seat uh, on him. Adam Trelaw? Like, <laughs> potentially. Look, I'm going to take this question seriously, Chodo, because I appreciate <laughs> our feedback from our listeners, unlike half. Oh, I'm just taking the piss. Um, so, if you've got, I think Michael Hurley and Kyle Hooker are great back options. Um so is Chris Mayne, he could either go big or cold. And looking at forward line, uh, Fantasia, Parrish, Brown, and Will Hoskin Elliott, probably ones who'd be nice just to put in the loophole position because uh, they've been either super hot or super cold this year.
0: All right, from at Bagels for do you back in West Off against the Dockers and do you drop noons for memory? Yes and yes. I think that West
1: Off um, Port are going to change something to their team this week. I think. you hope. They've got Westhoff's best role, fantasy wise and actual football wise, is just float around and do what he wants. And he's
0: played it for about three games this season. Yeah, and they've Sorry. probably played well those three games. Uh close. I think we lost one yeah. of them, but yeah.
1: So I think they've got to put him in that role. And I think you know he's he's got a lot of pride and he will want to probably make finals because he's aging you know there's only you know, he, may, he may only have a season left so yeah. he'll want to win so I think he'll uh, dominate and I would be dropping Nunes for Membry yes yeah, so I think is hitting some nice form um, Saints have you know Sydney so he could probably kick a fair few goals against them uh, not going that well so he's a good form and Nunes is just kind of just getting through this season.
0: I'm sceptical about Westolf just because he's been playing. Well, he's been stinky for the last four weeks, I reckon. And uh, just because he's playing yeah, more of a lockdown role, and I just don't know if that's going to change. But, uh, look, if, you, if you've got to do something, you've got to roll the dice to go for win, it's not the worst option, no, I think. I'd be going for him.
1: Uh, Jake Thresher, how the hell does DBJ score eight after averaging 90 and he had 84% time on ground? Asking for a mate.
0: Oh, my mate says just uh, by being an absolute <laughs> fucking spud. So... He's- so that That's, what happened he scored 8. Yeah. He was on like minus 1 for like 3 quarters of a game. Wow. Yeah. I think he had Two touches and like up until the last like minute where he got a couple handball receives. Poor it was God. like one of the worst games I've ever seen. Poor Blasi, didn't we? Well, we we made him too good for the podcast a mm. couple weeks ago. That's why I tweeted out actually this week he's back into contention. <laughs> we should have talked about him again this week. But so uh, we yeah.
1: we've ruined him by not talking about him. We've yeah,
0: just ruined. Basically, him. we ruined Jack Graham too. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so uh, damn yeah. it, we should stop playing
1: people too good. And lastly, at Tom Petters, do you reckon Sidey is a sneaky chance for mid forward DPP? Also, which premium players do you think will gain or hold DPP and which under the radar players will pick up a DPP that could become relevant in keeper drafts next year thanks Uh,
0: lads firstly on sidey I don't think there is a chance of forward uh, DPP you look at his heat map and it's more defense than anything but yeah. that's just because the midfield is yep. where he's running to I think yep. um, look we didn't get a chance to actually go through and look at uh, premium or players that we think will hold or gain DPP but it's definitely something that uh, Patreon will have, a lot of subscribers will, will talk about in the off season yep. and uh, yeah you'll have access to that so make sure you subscribe there and make sure you're in the loop because there's definitely something we'll go into in great detail Full sure. All right. That's the uh, podcast done and dusted. One more to go, case. Yeah. Last
1: one of giving some knowledge. Yeah. Well, next week's going to be good. We'll do a few uh, kind of our, you know, players of the year from, you know, who came off um, basically not being drafted to being dominant. Yeah. And a few other bits and pieces. and We and might few- have to
0: go back and look at some of our calls and see what our best one, what our worst one was and all that uh, sort of stuff. Uh, uh, Tim English has dominated. Jack Bowes has
1: dominated. I think I'm basically two from two.
0: Harry fucking Morrison. I don't remember talking about him (laughs) Nah, never mentioned him once. <laughs> I burnt those tapes. <laughs> they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> All right, that'll do us for this week. Uh, so, I guess, check out our socials at Keeper League Pod on both Facebook and mm. Twitter. Head to the Patreon page if you want the projections going to the grand final. You need those. So, head to patreon.com slash Keeper uh, League Pod and head to our website, to www.keeperleaguepod.com.au. And if you do have any questions, you know, maybe
1: who to field uh, later in the week, hit us up on uh, Facebook or Twitter. We'll do our best to answer
0: them. Yeah. Um, Selection could throw a bit of a curveball at you, so you yeah. might want to ask a few questions and we'll try to get to those. So, yep, send them through. and We'll be happy to answer those if we get to them. But best of luck to everyone in their grand finals
1: and most importantly, best of luck to uh, DT taking on the evil Tom Tom. Uh, for Tom, our was league.
0: The, Tom was on the podcast earlier this year, so he's made the yeah. grand final. Yeah, we boom. all want him to lose. He's won too many flags. So. Hashtag anyone but Tom. That's it. All right, thanks for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next week for the last episode of the year. See you, guys.